We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Hello and welcome into Mizzou That's Who, your podcast for Missouri Athletics here on Kansas City Sports Network. I'm one of your wonderful co-hosts, Tucker Franklin, joined as always by Gabe DeArmond and Maggie Johnson. We're here to talk uh, Mizzou football, busy weekend in Mizzou Athletics, Mizzou football in action, Mizzou basketball had a game as well. I think Mizzou basketball's played twice since we last talked. Um, Yeah, they played Penn and they played Lindenwood as well, collecting two wins. Missouri football? Did not collect a win. Um, they still need two wins if they want to be bowl eligible. They have to win out if they want to be bowl eligible. They lose to Tennessee 66-24. to um, One of my buddies was asking me about this uh, Tennessee and Mizzou game, and I said, if they only played three quarters, it would have been a good game. That was my first takeaway. Two and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three is generous. <laughs> three I, is generous. I, I, I had a friend text me and he said, not a Mizzou fan, but he, he said, what happened? Like it was 28, 24. And then I just ran to the store and what happened? I said, yeah, well, um, Tennessee happened. I think Hinton Hooker just threw for four more touchdowns and Eli Drinkwitz made $27 million since we did the podcast last night. <laughs> yeah. It was really a tale of two halves to be perfectly honest with you. The first half and this is odd because we don't usually say this, but the offense looked pretty good in the first half. I mean, um, Brady was running the ball well. Uh, I mean, you know, he still made some mistakes, but he kept us within 11 points in the first half. Uh, you couldn't say that last year. Uh, so, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think last year we were down what, 40 in the first half, probably. Something like Happened. that, yeah. I think we scored most of our points at the end of the game last yes. year as opposed yes. to the beginning of the game. So that was very optimistic to see, I guess. Um, and then, you know, you get, you get into the second half, and we knew that they were getting the ball first. We actually ended the, sec- the second quarter really well because there was kind of a swing there. We held them. Like, they could have easily – they could have scored at the end of that half. We ended up holding them. We got our field goal to make it 11 points. But, <laughs> yeah, it I was thought, all downhill from really there. I yeah. thought, honestly, the field goal kind of was oof, because they got down. They had 
I don't know. They had like a first down at the eight and, and, and then they ran the ball, got to like the six or something like that. And then they just kind of messed around and wasted 10 seconds and had to kick the field goal. It, and, and look, you're not, we can get into this because you're not beating that team scoring three. You're certainly not getting beating that team punting on fourth and one and fourth and two all day long, which was really weird to me. But it just they got down there, and I know what the explanation was. He he said they didn't get over the ball and spike it as quickly as they were supposed to, and that's fine. But the the play there is okay. You run the ball. You call your timeout with 16 seconds left. And you leave your offense two plays to throw into the end zone. Well, the problem is he just doesn't trust that offense to not screw it up. I, I don't, I, I I mean, he can say whatever he wants, but the uh, watching that sequence of plays was clear. I don't trust my offensive line to not give up a sack. And I don't trust my quarterback to not throw it to the other team. So I'm playing for three points here. Uh, that's what it looked like to me. And but they still got within 2024, 28-24 after that. I mean, I'll give them this. I proclaimed that game over privately three times before Tennessee actually ended it. I think I yeah. I didn't, but people were texting me it's over when it was 7-0 to zero because they scored so easily. And now, yeah. you know, mind you that – and the CBS announcers, which we'll get into in a little bit. But even at, at that point, they were – saying stuff about how Mizzou's not equipped to play from behind and things like that, which is a little silly because we've come behind in multiple games. I mean, we've still lost them, but we've come from behind in multiple games. Um, so for it to be a game in the third quarter, I would have said, this is all I can ask for. And then <laughs> I would have asked for a lot of things other than giving up um, 34 un unanswered yeah, points or whatever. We 38 straight is not great. I mean, no. it's also a – it's also worth the discussion of, yeah, cool. Let's just, I, I'd take it being a game going into the fourth quarter. I mean, I get it. And you're not wrong. Uh, look, I picked Missouri to lose this game by four touchdowns. So they didn't do any worse than I expected. But I think the frustrating part for Missouri fans is, I mean, this was a program, they were five and two against Tennessee their first seven years in the SEC. Mm -hmm. And Tennessee hasn't just passed them. I mean, they can't even see Tennessee from where they're at. And I think that's the frustrating part. You, you shouldn't freak out about this game individually because, yeah, you were a three-touchdown underdog and you knew you were going to lose. But it's okay to be frustrated that you were a three-touchdown underdog and you walk away going, hey, we played them well for two and a half quarters and I feel okay about that, you know? Yeah, that's not a spot as a program that you should be in. Tennessee, they're going to be vying for a college football playoff spot. That's mm -hmm. that's going to be something. Uh, and when we were talking about this game, a lot of the big part was they're number five right now. Uh, college football playoff rankings will come out on Tuesday. They're number five in the AP pool. But uh, they're, they're sitting around at that spot, so they have to beat teams badly like if they had to beat mizzou bad so i i am not surprised by this result at all because i know what like when people were texting me like hey do i take missouri plus 20 and i say no don't take missouri plus 20 because tennessee has to beat missouri bad for them to look good in the college football playoff rankings for them to even consider going up to number four which i don't know if beating missouri 66 to 24 is going to make the college football playoff committee go no. you know what no. this team is this team is the real deal um but yeah i think that is 
it's like one of those things where, yeah, this it was fun to be in that game. 28-24, that was fun. And then you forget to cover Jalen Hyatt, probably the best wide receiver <laughs> in the country. And he just go, walks wide open for a touchdown. There's nobody within 45 yards of him. It, insane. Like, that that happened. And that that also, from, though, like, we need to start talking about Josh Heupel, the way people talk about Lane Kiffin, or the way people talk yeah. about, like, that was a beautiful play, man. He lined him up as an H-back, and Missouri didn't know where he was. Right. And he was just all by himself. And look, for for whatever faults he may have, Josh Heupel is an elite offensive football coach. And you saw, it, even when that game was 28-24, you were kind of going, man, everything's so hard for Missouri, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's just, you're only really getting this because your quarterback is running all over the field. And then you give the ball back to them, and you're like, Oh my God, that guy's open by 22 yards. And and that uh, if he hadn't thrown to him, that other guy's open by 19 yards. And I know Tennessee has better players, but that was also scheme. And this is mm-hmm. like this Tennessee team, they were seven and six last year. They were they've been bad for a long time. He has not gotten a million new five stars in that program. A lot of what they're doing is about his system. Well, I mean, we scored a lot of points when when he was at yes. Mizzou. Yeah. I mean, I, we couldn't really stop anybody, but we, you know, <laughs> we could score right, a lot but, of points. But like that wasn't his fault, right? I think he got blamed right. for that when he was here, and that's not fair. He's the offensive coordinator. No, it wasn't his fault mm-hmm. at all. Um, I will say, yes, Tennessee, based on name alone and state, based on history and stature and whatever alone, Tennessee's likely always going to get better Kurtz than Mizzou. So you bring in yeah. a good offensive coach, and it's like a perfect storm regardless of how they have been the past few years. But Tennessee also has a lot of older, experienced players on that team. Like, he's not playing these new freshmen. Sure. I mean, he, he there might be a couple on the field, but the the majority of their players, like Hendon Hooker, well, he's 24, isn't he? Yeah. You don't yeah. deny him, like, yeah. Like, like, they have – there's a lot of experience there on top of a good yeah. offensive coach. I mean, yeah, like you said – there's no way Mizzou was winning that game. I was uh, just looking at the at the stats. Uh, he is older than me, by the way, by six months. Um, nice. I, I said that as a joke, but he actually is. Um, Are you still know. in college, Tucker? I'm not still in college. Not, okay. I've been out of college for three years. Um, so, <laughs> like, it's, it's it's been a minute since I've been in, in college. Um, what I was looking at the stats-wise is Hinden Hooker, 355 uh, passing yards, just, just passing yards. Missouri's offense total yards was 389. So Hendon Hooker himself through the air, uh, this isn't even on the ground because I know he had a couple big runs, uh, through the air almost outgained um, Missouri as a whole. And I do think that, Gabe, to your point, a lot of it does have to do with coaching. They've got they've got dudes right. There were some times when when Missouri was running plays, and I was and I was watching, you know, the the Tennessee offense go to work, and I was watching the Missouri defense. Missouri's got some dudes on their on their defense, mm-hmm. but there were some times where I was like, man, they just got more dudes. And especially, I think we uh, the Luther Burden play when I saw him turn the corner, and I was like, okay, he can hang like this. This this freshman can turn a corner against an SEC defense. That's good to see. You don't have a lot of dudes that can hang at that uh, national championship level, the college football playoff level. It's going to be hard for them to do that regardless, right, for re- recruiting and stuff like that. But, I mean, 
they are good. Tennessee's a good football team. Uh, they're 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 obviously competing for the national title. Um, it might help them not being in that SEC championship game, right? If Georgia does lose, they can kind of sneak their way in there. College football playoff committee probably did do them a favor by putting them at number five. If they are sitting on that last spot out, and somebody, you know, maybe TCU loses in the Big Twelve championship, Georgia loses in the Big Twelve championship. Either Michigan or Ohio State has to lose. So. Michigan or Ohio State are going to lose. They did them a favor by putting them at five. Um, yeah. I think so. I think Tennessee is going to find their way into the college football playoff. You probably didn't download this podcast thinking uh, you were going to get an in-depth college football playoff rankings breakdown, but here we are. Um, yeah, I just think uh, that game as a whole. I didn't come away. I didn't. I didn't come away from that game uh, happy or just like, oh man, yeah, good, good, good game. I was right. just like. Man, it stinks that, you know, we talked about at the beginning of the season, we don't want a lot of Tennessee games like there was last year, right? We talked about Tennessee scoring hanging like 40 points in 40 seconds or something like that. Um, hyperbole, but they score 66. Like they scored more points this year on a better defense. Now that probably says a little bit more about Tennessee this year, probably. But well, it's it's yeah. never good for a game to get compared to games that have nicknames in your and like derogatory nicknames. Um, right. the last time Missouri gave up sixty six points was uh, Kansas State in nineteen ninety nine. Beat them sixty six nothing. I learned this weekend that was called the Riley County route. Um, <sighs> that was the game where Larry Smith's wife was supposedly down on the sidelines, kind of yelling at players and stuff like that. And then the only time in school history, Missouri has surrendered more yards than it did on Saturday was in 1986 to Oklahoma. Uh, they lost 77, nothing, which was thereafter known as the Norman conquest in Missouri history. So you don't want to have a nickname game. The nickname games are not good for Missouri other than like the Mo miracle turned out well, but other than that, <laughs> largely not good. Well, so let's let's talk about it though. Let's talk about the amount of points that were scored. Um, Many. Do we think? Yeah. yeah. Do we think that the last fourteen points should have been scored? I have no yeah. issue with it. I have no issue okay. with it at all. Um, I mean, okay. that's their backup quarterback. Like, I I had a problem. Like when Missouri beat Delaware State seventy nine nothing. I mean, that's not a program on your level. That's that's a that's an FCS team and a bad one at that. Missouri is in the SEC. They have all the same rules and advantages, disadvantages, whatever that Tennessee has. You are on the same playing field. If I, I mean, I grew up watching Nebraska and Oklahoma do this to Missouri, and like it wasn't Tom Osborne's fault that he put his fourth string fullback in, and that dude would get a sixty yard touchdown. Like, be better at football. You know, um, feel free to stop them at any time. And two other things figure into this. Um, we talked last week about how Eli kind of said some things that were remembered in Knoxville. I I think that may, I, I don't know if it played a factor with Josh Heupel, but I guarantee some Tennessee people were happy to see it. The other thing is, eight weeks ago, Eli Drake was called timeout to score a touchdown to get beat 40 to 12 instead of 40 to six. You don't get to play to the buzzer on one side and not play to the buzzer on the other side. Right. But we were down 40 points as opposed to up 40 points. But but like, why does it matter? I mean, you know, what's the, what's the difference though? Yeah. I don't know. So it got to a point where I think it was like under six minutes and they were about to score the first of those two touchdowns. And I was like, can we just run, like just run the ball. 
can we just get this game over with? Like, I mean, we were already going to lose. We were down 30 at that point. I'm like, just run the ball, let the clock go. And then they're air raiding okay, like the last five minutes of the game. Let me play devil's advocate. If Sam Horn plays this weekend, mm-hmm. Missouri's up 35-6 on New Mexico State, and Sam Horn comes into the game, what do you want to see him do? Should he Ooh. hand the ball off nine straight times? I think he should or go. Or do you uh, want him to run the offense? He should go three for three for 105 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's my point because we're talking about Tennessee is playing for a spot in the college football playoff. What if Hendon Hooker gets hurt on the first series next week? Joe Milton has to play. But I feel like there's a little bit of a difference between Sam Horn and Joe Milton because Milton was their starting quarterback last year, wasn't he? I mean, we can't, act like, yeah. we can't act like we can't act like Josh Heupel doesn't know what Milton can do. He does. He just knew him and Hooker was better. But he also has to practice doing it. I mean, it's been, I don't know, two years since he started a football game. No, he's probably playing. I get that people are upset, but I also promise if that was reversed, I mean, Missouri beat Tennessee 50 to 17 in two, two years in a row a few mm-hmm. years ago. I promise if Missouri had thrown a touchdown pass up 50 to 17, not one Missouri fan's mad about it. No, you're you're spot on. They absolutely are probably not mad. I mean, I, I I didn't have it. <laughs> it it yeah. looked like on TV to me, Hypel might have kind of apologized to Eli for it. Well, I'm sure he did, but I kind of said I know some Tennessee fans, and I kind of said this, and I'm like, at that point. There, it's not even worth really apologizing. I think that on both ends, like you did it 30 seconds ago. You're, you're, you're not, you know, you're not really that sorry that you did it. You're just feel like you need to save face. So I'm kind of like, there's just don't apologize. Just like own up to the fact that you did well, it. And, it's and maybe apologize was the wrong word. I assume what he was saying there, and I don't know this, but I assume what he was saying was Eli, like this thing's going to come down to a vote. And I got to score every point I can in the next three weeks. And I'm sorry that you guys happen to be the victim of that. So I don't think he's sorry he did it. I think maybe he was explaining why he did it. And you can disagree with that reasoning, but that's what it looked like on TV to me without having any idea what he actually said. He might have he might have leaned in and go, take that. Yeah. yeah. How you like them apples? That's for sure. It's wife or something like that. Um, which I still don't understand why people are that mad about like, that mad about it like nobody on the current staff is the only thing he said about anyone on the current staff is how bad he's beat them so i don't know it's silly i don't really care that they did it either it i like we were talking about before the show i just thought it was funny that cbs is like they're not doing this on purpose and then after they scored it they were like i really wish they would have taken a knee there that was really my only thing that's and that's yeah i mean that's the only thing i tweeted about too like you know check the timeline um it just is what it is. Tennessee's way better than Mizzou. Tennessee's going to compete for a national championship. It. What really can you say about it? I wonder if it would have felt a little bit better if instead of, you know, punching it in from the one yard line, if that dude just would have scored. Like if he stayed up in, into the end zone. Um, I think it was like a diving catch though, so it's like not nothing he could do. But um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe, I, they'd, maybe be a little different if he scored on that deep play instead of. I remember a game Pinkle coached too, though, and I, I don't remember who it was against, but I mean, they were up like Gary never liked to score more than 50 against somebody, but they were up like, you know, 50 to nine or something like that. And they got down to the two yard line and they took a knee on the two. And I'm like, I think that's more insulting than just handing it off and scoring. Yeah. That's like saying, we know we could score, 
but we're not even going to try. <laughs> that would make me feel far worse than if they just handed the ball off and happened to get in from the two-yard line. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, I was just looking at the the game. Yeah, it was a 58-yard pass that he stopped uh, on the one-yard line. Really nice pass, by the way. Yeah, listen, Joe, Joe was slinging that. He's got a he looked cannon, good. Man. He looks good. I was like, hey, can, can Mizzou recruit him next year? That's what I told some yeah. Tennessee fans. I'm like, hey, I would gladly take your second string quarterback right now. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, props. But, I mean, at the same time, you kind of have to be like, okay, what was Missouri's secondary doing most of that game as well? That was – They were lost. That was a rough day. They were lost. I mean – well, and it was the running game too, right? It was it, nothing. They weren't stopping anything. Mm-hmm. I, I think Tennessee averaged 9.7 yards a play. I mean, that's a first down pretty much every time you snap the ball. Mm-hmm. I did crunch the numbers. Hinden Hooker did total offense outgain the Missouri total offense himself. Um, yeah. Shocker. That dude's uh, going to be in the Heisman contention. Um yeah, but uh, looking at just the total yards, 724 total yards on uh, 30 – or wait, that's first downs. I it can't see – they, they had 75 plays. Okay, so do them by the home, kids. Um, you report back to us in the comment section. But Not pretty. Yeah, you hoped – and part of you – I mean, Tennessee's done that to other people, right? Perfect. I mean, they've – they they have put up some ridiculous. I mean, they put up fifty two on Bama. You right. know, uh, they put up forty at LSU. Like they put up at least thirty four on everybody except Georgia. Um, but you were talking about the blowouts. I mean, they had four of them last year, and they've had two this year. So it's it's fewer. You know, it's it's a step in the right direction. Um, I th- I don't know. Do you get, are they better than they were last year? Like, are they a better football team than they were last year? I think so. I, I do. I, I, I mean, so. I, I mean, watching, watching games last year, I was like, we cannot, we won't be able to, we couldn't stop a single. I didn't even want to watch the games because I knew that we couldn't stop any team from scoring points. And 
yes, our offense isn't as good, but at least we keep the games close because we can stop them. So, I right. mean, I mean, not, yeah. not this week, obviously. Right. I mean, two and a half quarters this week. But, I mean, last year was almost as, like, miserable to watch. At least mm-hmm. people right. are still interested in watching Mizzou play. Like, there's still a decent attendance at home games. and Yeah. They still do I mean, have I... a legit shot to be a bull eligible team. I know I, I know I'd yeah. say this every year. They have a legit yeah. <laughs> shot to be a legitimate bull eligible team, not a five and seven bull qualifier and, like they probably will be. But and, and I have good news for you guys. I looked at it this morning. Maggie, you are not going to have to go to the Gasparilla Bowl. Oh, yeah. Um, no, I read Kalamazoo, and I was like, yes. yeah. I, I went through it. Basically, the SEC sucks this year. Like, there are only going to be nine or ten teams that win six games in this league because A&M already can't do it, which is I, – I want to do a whole podcast just about how awesome that is. Um, Auburn is almost certainly not going to do it. Um, either Arkansas or Missouri will not do it. Uh, assuming Arkansas loses to Ole Miss, and there's one other team that's uh, that's that's not likely to get there. So you're only going to have like nine or ten teams, and and the SEC has like twelve bowl spots or something like that. So I don't even think it's going to be an SEC team playing in the Gasparilla Bowl. I just I'm really, I'm really shooting for that Music City. Like, give me hopes for Vegas City. are still alive. By the way, listen. Yeah, I, but I we can drive. I can drive. I can drive to the Music City Bowl. Yeah, but it's and not I'd have to Vegas. fly during the holidays to Vegas. So Vegas, before, Vegas is before Christmas, though. Vegas is like I think the 18th or something like that. Oh, okay. Vegas is early. Um, the projection I'm looking at here from Sports Illustrated has Oregon State playing Missouri in the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, that's all. That's just one. Um, A rematch of the 2006 Sun Bowl, by the way, which I was at. It would be a which, very interesting game because. No, Oregon State does lost. Really Oregon State scored like 15 points in the last two and a half minutes and and beat Missouri. Oh no! Yep, that that did happen. That was the one where in post game interviews, uh, I think. Oh no, it, maybe it was the it was after the 2007 bowl game that Lorenzo Williams told me he told the team if they didn't win the national title next year he was going to come burn their houses down. I don't think he did it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Um, another projection I've seen here, uh, Texas Tech versus Missouri in the pinstripe bowl. Um, oh, that would be awful. I, I New York, hate New York in the Yankee December. stadium. Yeah. yeah. I hate playing football games on baseball fields. They did it at globe life. They do it at globe life. Uh, What's for globe the, life? I guess it's not Texas. globe life anymore, but it's the, the, Arling- old, the, Arlington one. the, the one in Arlington. Um, I don't know what they call it now. Okay. Um, but what? I can't think of what it's called either. It, they changed the name of it. They're gonna have a XFL team there too. Um, but they they played on a on a fe- on a field that is meant to play baseball. I don't know how they did this back in the back in the day too, because they had all these multi purpose stadiums, and it was rare to find didn't, a football only stadium. But didn't the, the Raiders Ra- and yeah. the A's yeah. play on the same field for yeah. years? I, I grew up watching the Chiefs play road games at Oakland Coliseum and Jack Murphy in San Diego. It was kind of awesome. I'm it's, sure it sucked to play on, but it was pretty cool. It was like he would be running in left field, and then all of a sudden he was just running on dirt. It's weird. It's so when weird. when I think about when I think about the pinstripe bowl, all I think about is Kansas State, and they got that. Uh, it was years ago, and they got the salute penalty in the pinstripe bowl, and I do not know why okay. I remember that. 
but they got like a 15 yard penalty for like saluting or something. And I don't know. If I mean, really it's, did anything. it's always like snowing and mm-hmm. you always play somebody awful. And that would be what a depressing way to spend a day. I hope that doesn't happen. As long as it's not the lucky. Me too. Me too. Game. <laughs> Um, I saw there was one bull projection. I think this was last week of Missouri playing Kansas in the Liberty Bowl. Um, yeah. That would be a fun one. Don't know how. I don't know if that'll happen. They listen though. They might. If f- Missouri gets to record. six and six, I think there's a decent chance they get Kansas because these bull people aren't stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it's happen. all about making money, and they know that Kansas and Missouri fans will go. Yeah, especially if it's in like Memphis, like the Liberty Bowl would be. Right. Oh, yeah, that would be absolute money. Um, I think that's I, December 28th. I think I was looking or something like that. So, yeah. Well, we have plenty of weeks to talk about bull projections. Um, they have to take care <laughs> of business. Only, only two. They have to win out if they want to get a a good bull. Um, I say that tongue in cheek, um, but they they have to win out to be truly bull eligible at six and six. Um, Big game this week against New Mexico State independent team that has struggled this season, to say the least. Uh, Missouri should handle um, this New Mexico State team. I hope it's not an Abilene Christian repeat. Um, I hope it's more of a Louisiana Tech repeat, per se. (laughs) When you're talking about non-conference, really hope it's not Kansas State. (laughs) Really hope it's not Kansas State. (laughs) I mean, if we're getting beat that bad by New Mexico State, we have a lot of issues. You should probably just cancel the program at that point. You should probably, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should probably sell the team. I don't know. Do something. Just blow uh, up for that <laughs> next Saturday night. Oh my God. Just put in a swimming pool. Uh, hey, New Mexico like, State is the state champions of New Mexico, though, because they beat New Mexico earlier this year. So. New Mexico also stinks. There's not good football yes. going on in uh, New Mexico. Right Shocking. Now. It seems like they would have a really good natural recruiting base, but it, that's right. Uh, they lost or they beat Lamar 51 to 14 last weekend. Um, they haven't, they, they barely beat UMass, which UMass is a team that has historically not been very good. Um, they've got Liberty still on their schedule who they beat Hawaii. <laughs> Hawaii was a dumpster fire this offseason. That, that program. <laughs> Man, you beat them by 50, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, they've had, they haven't had the best of seasons. Missouri <laughs> should handle them. This, this game not, is a failure if we don't see a lot of freshmen on the field. I would agree with that. And I'm not just talking about the quarterback. Like, Jamarion Wayne has to play in this game and Tavoris Jones has to play in this game. And a lot of these guys that we've talked about, you've got to see them on Saturday. I'm kind of bummed. I can't go because I have another fall wedding. Uh, last one of the year, last wedding of the year, but I want to be there for that because I want to see if they get that type of actual, you know, support from the fan base that the fan base has been talking about for so long. I don't know. Like, Will the student section lose their minds? Most likely. I'll, I'll go to the wedding if you want to write our story. <laughs> Trade places. I mean, if you, if you really want to be there, we could work something I, out. Uh, I'll be at Arkansas. I also don't really <laughs> want to go to your wedding, but. You know. Yeah, I mean, no fault. I would, I would RSVP with last minute COVID if I was supposed to go to the wedding. <laughs> in your place. 
so I'm looking at some of the scores from this New Mexico team. Uh, they got beat by Minnesota, thirty-eight to nothing. Minnesota team that started off hot hasn't really been anything. That Big Ten, what is it? West, West is West. weird. I'm sorry, I'm directly challenged. Um, that Big Ten West is a bad. It's bad. Um, it's it's right up there with the with the uh, SEC East is bad. Oh um, no, the SEC East is not that bad this year. The SEC East it's might be better nearly than as, the SEC East might get two teams in the college football playoff. Right, but outside of the, those two teams, but you're looking like. Missouri and South Carolina might be in the mix to win the Big Ten West. Iowa controls the the Big Ten West. Iowa. They get the worst offense in college football. Like, everybody's writing about Kirk Ferentz's nepotism. And if they win two games, they win the division. To to put those two divisions in the same sentences is very unfair to the SEC East. Fine. But uh, speaking of another team in the uh, Big Ten West – um wisconsin beat them 66 to 7 and that team stinks oh wisconsin's Um, awful yeah yeah, wisconsin's bad um so listen if missouri doesn't win we're gonna have problems this podcast is gonna go up in flames who knows if we ever do a podcast episode again i actually disagree uh, i think if they lose this weekend next weekend would be the best and the most listened to episode we will have we would have to do call-ins we'd have to do call-ins like, there's no way you could not do a call-in episode after that because people would. That would be a lot true. of FCC violations on that show. <laughs> Most of it's just, it's just the internet, though. Nobody really cares. <laughs> yep. All right. So here's well, our question, though. I got to ask, though. Go do we think that we can beat Arkansas for in that game? I mean, they can. Arkansas is not great, but I did just see – KJ Jefferson is is expected to play this weekend against Ole Miss. He did not play last weekend. Right. Like but, and they played pretty well. I mean, yeah, their defense played well. Right. Defense played well. It's I mean, yeah, it's it's not like an unwinnable game. Arkansas is gonna come in here five and six. Like one I think I'd said today, one of those teams is going to one of those good bowls, and one of those teams is hoping for the APR exception. Is it the last game we ever see Brady Cook? play quarterback for well i mean bowl game he'll start a bowl game right well what if he transfers he won't i doubt he transfers before because like basilac waited right basilac waited but the transfer thing was different last year i mean the transfer portal does open on december 5th and if you want a spot a lot of guys might be saying, I, I will be interested to see, though, if if Missouri gets to a bowl game, and I'm not even talking about Brady, I'll be interested to see, because I, I think the big story this week with this football team, and this is kind of what I was talking about this morning, is how many of these defensive guys are back next year. Because mm-hmm. I think everybody's just saying, well, we fixed the defense, so now next year, just got to fix the offense. But this defense has a chance to look way different next year. So... I'm interested to see in a bowl game, like is Darius Robinson playing? Is JC Carlisle playing? Right. Is are some of these guys playing? You know, because that'll be pretty indicative, I think, of because if you're coming back next year, you're gonna play the bowl game. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that might be kind of our first idea of okay, well, here's here's what this team's gonna look like next year. Defensively. It's gonna be interesting to see too if Drinkwoods talks like, you know, like a Tyron Hopper out of plan. Uh for his future or uh 
Isaiah McGuire, maybe if you're going to go to the draft. Hey, don't yeah. play in this pool game. Um, that could be very interesting to see. At this point, I don't think Eli Drinkwood should be doing that. Uh, he needs to win a couple bowl games. He needs to. He, to have he should certainly. Success. It should not be his idea this time around. I mean, yes. if Isaiah McGuire comes to you and says, "Yo, coach, I'm not going to play this game." Uh, hey, that's that's for fine. sure. He um, should not go to. Them, yeah, so. you do not go to your best players and say, "Yeah, all right, we're good." <laughs> I was Please. with that. I I kind of convinced myself that that was okay, but the more I think about it, I'm just like. That was dumb. Missouri could have we won lost the army in a bowl game. It was ne- like terrible. It's terrible. Arguably the most patriotic thing we could have done. Um, I'll yeah. say that to let. I army mean, it was the, the armed, armed forces bowl. bowl. I feel like <laughs> army, like it Are would have been kind of mean to beat them. <laughs> it was an uphill battle to begin with. There was no win. It was a no win situation for Mizzou. I understand. I get it. Um, I've already talked myself into all of that happening from last year. But like the more I think about like the whole Tyler Brady thing, I'm just like, wow. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like oh. it. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, Missouri takes on, this is a night game, a rare night game for Mizzou. They get uh, New Mexico State. They put them under the lights. Awful. Awful. <laughs> like, what the hell? What are we doing? I'm uh, fine with staying at Fro Field until 1 a.m. to cover Georgia. I mean, this is... There's going to be a quality column coming out of this game at 1130 Saturday night. I can promise you that. I, you I'll, I'll, you put, I'll put that one in for some awards. <laughs> you get to sleep in, though. Yeah. Fair. You do. I know a lot of a lot of fans do love the 6 a.m. kickoffs. Get your, get your 360 vodka out there. What did I say? You said 6 a.m. That's when they would play if it was up to me. Buddy. I would <laughs> yeah. love 6 a.m. games. That'd oh, be great. That's because you don't tailgate. Correct. And I'm up early. <laughs> I'm not waking would, up at 3 a.m. to tailgate. Being done by lunchtime, that'd be amazing. They really should, though, put this game on at 6 a.m. Just <laughs> thinking about it now. I, I That was a Freudian slip, definitely. They should definitely. I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what channel it's going to be on. Uh, ESPN. It's on ESPN. <sighs> yeah. They didn't even put it on SEC Network Plus. Um. <laughs> Wild. I really wish it would have been on a season network plus. 28 point favorite Missouri is. Um, I don't think they cover. Really? Also, I don't think so. Wow. I'm scarred. I don't 28 think, is a lot of points. I, I think they cover. I mean, if Wisconsin scored 66, yeah. I think they cover. That's before they fired their coach, though. Yeah. <laughs> Maggie thought. I mean, they still had they still had the same players, though, right? That's fair. You ready? Showtime on May third. Summer starts with the Fall Guy. We do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So we didn't make picks last week, which I think is just because we all knew we were going to lose and lose by a good amount. But I am like in a league pick them and ugh, I did pick Mizzou to cover last week. So I'm just going to say we're not going to cover this week. And then, but I mean, I won't have to pick against them because it's only ranked teams. So, you know, for just, for the po- just for the podcast. There you go. But I did believe Mizzou would hold them because, I mean, we held George, we've held, you know, lots of teams in a cover situation. That's true. Um, and it, it was going great. It was going great. I was looking, it was, my choice was looking real good. You should have just turned it off and crashed a wedding and said, I don't know. I assume we just got beat 28-24. Yeah, well, I was a wedding on Friday night, so. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I know, guys. It's terrible. It's it terrible. Is. So many weddings. Seven. Um, I've had seven this year. So this is this one will be number seven. I don't even know seven oh people. Um, I definitely don't know seven people who did, ever invited <laughs> me to their wedding. I'm not sure I've been to seven weddings in my whole life, including my own. No, that's because you get COVID all the time. Mm. <laughs> right. That immune. So, so I hear. It's because people know I'm just going to make up some reason I can't go anywhere. Can't wait till I get married uh, and I will invite you both did, to my wedding. Did, did you see? I, I got COVID that week. Uh, <laughs> did, did you see Missouri basketball covered last night? Because I did see that. Ben Sternberg's three pointer from half court. Did you see the video? I um, There was a video of some Lindenwood some Lindenwood fans that were there and um, oh, no. I might have to send it to you. Uh, uh, and so they were, they scored Lindenwood scored right before uh, the okay. end of the game to make it. So Lindenwood covered right. and then Sternberg went down there and hit it. And I mean, all the Lindenwood fans were like, no, <laughs> I mean, it made them not go. At, as I said on our message board, if you had money on Mizzou Lindenwood on Sunday night, I feel zero bad for you losing. <laughs> like that's a legit one nine hundred number issue. <laughs> one eight hundred bets off. That yeah. shot was crazy. That shot was crazy though, because it was. It looked like, and I mean, I guess we're going back to you know um, what we were talking about. I guess with uh, with Tennessee and are they running up the score? He was. He set his feet just like he was gonna. He was yeah. shooting a practice three. I mean, you know, it didn't look like it was a game time three. He didn't like chuck it. I mean, he knew this time was coming out and he just put up a shot. And I don't think anybody thought that that was going in. So that was crazy. It was, it was a good I, opportunity. I, I would say that was the best moment of the Mizzou sports weekend, right? That three. Has to be. There were a lot of good. dunks in last night's game, too. And Aiden Shaw had a one handed slam that, I mean, I think I felt it over here in St. Louis. It was it was crazy. I uh I, I did promise, speaking of Ben Sternberg, at the exhibition game against Wash U, I promised somebody else on Press Row, if Ben Sternberg dunks in a game this year, I'm writing my entire column on Ben Sternberg's dunk after that game. <laughs> so I was thankful that he didn't last night because I didn't want to have to write a column. You know. It's gonna be you know his dunk's gonna be in like a game that actually means something. I'm, so you're like <laughs> you have to spend you have to spend your time talking I, about it. I mean, I don't say this disparagingly of young Mr. Sternberg. I'm not sure he's going to be in position to dunk in a game that means something. <laughs> I mean, also, I have studied him closely in layup lines. I, <laughs> and as someone who, trust me, is not and never has been capable of dunking, I do not believe Ben Sternberg can dunk. Yeah. I think it's something that you can tell um, pretty early on. Um, but 
Let's we'll talk some Mizzou hoops here to kind of round out the show. Played twice since we last recorded, as I mentioned at the top of the show. Beat Penn ninety two to eighty five. Beat Lindenwood eighty two to fifty three. Um, I don't think either of those results were a big shock. Penn kept that made that game close uh, mm-hmm. the whole way. Um, I think again, they I had think... they made fifteen threes also Something the like same that, as yeah. the game yeah. before, which I was very glad that yesterday we only held them to five threes because. I told someone on Twitter that I would pay all of my Twitter followers a hundred dollars if we let teams Ooh. score. No, I said oh. if we let teams hit 15 threes for every single game this oh, year. Oh, every game. Okay. Yeah, I thought you yeah, were just yeah, gonna yeah. say for no, limited. No, 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 for every game. So oh. I got a little nervous when the pin one happened because I was like, shoot, because it was like two back to back. How like, how much okay, we're good. How much money would that have cost you? A you lot. Know? A lot. <laughs> I uh I'd be I, very broke. <laughs> I admittedly didn't watch Lindenwood, Missouri. Um, hand up, Zad. If that makes me a bad fan, call me a bad fan on Twitter. Um, it was after Chiefs game, 5 p.m. Tip off on a Sunday. Not going to do that. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry about it. Um, but you I didn't, didn't watch that game. Um, I watched a little bit of the pin game. Again, you got to have, we talked about this before the game. You got to have SEC Network Plus. Um and then you got to pay probably something else on top of that to watch these basketball games that are happening. So yeah, it's like nine ninety nine a month. Yeah, it's not. So just I, get I, it for these first few games and then cancel your subscription. There you go. You just need it until uh, December. December tenth. Everything yep. after that is a real game. Yep. There you go. After December tenth, Missouri uh, should be heading into that game. Three, four, five, six. It could be eight, nine and zero. Nine and zero. That's what I'm saying. Should they should. Yeah. Um, which how many wins did we have last year? 12. Okay, let's go. That'd be big. That'd be big. <laughs> I've kind of blacked Missouri's. I, I was just about, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't remember a lot of Missouri basketball last year. Probably a good well, thing, but I could, uh, I could summarize it for you. The I use the term point guard loosely, will dribble the ball to midcourt, turn his back to the basket, stop dribbling. Generally, the other team would then get the ball and score and um they didn't win very often no and it wasn't very fun to watch the games that i think of are umkc and um and then almost beating auburn almost beating auburn that's my other one and then when the freaking student section started cheering overrated at auburn after we had just lost and i'm like no you don't do that you never no if they beat you don't cheer overrated at them please if any here's of you who are listening, don't do it. Here's the best thing Missouri has done this year is tell students that to get priority tickets to the Kansas game, they have to go to the previous games. Like that student section has been full for all three games. And it makes a huge difference in the arena. Um, oh, yeah. Cause like they're loud and they're into it and I, they want to like this team and this coach and get to know the players. And they are fun to watch. I mean, they've, They've scored what 97, 92, and and 82 80, points. Like yeah. they're fun to watch. Uh, I don't know how good they are, but they're entertaining. It is hard to take a whole lot from these first, you know, nine games because they are playing teams that are, you know, SIUE and Mississippi Valley State and uh, you know, Houston Christian. So it's like they're playing teams that you can't take a whole lot from. Yeah. Most most famous Mississippi Valley State alone. Anybody know? Um, Tucker, I feel like you should know this. I, no, I know it. Is it uh oh my gosh. 
you're gonna say it and i'm gonna be so embarrassed it's jerry rice isn't it it's jerry rice yes okay there we go um the, i did i it. believe the delta dogs or delta devils or something delta like that. devils yes they are yeah. um yeah. kind of sick kind of a cool name um yeah <laughs> uh, i'm with that but they play coastal carolina that should be a a good one i don't know how good their program is but at wichita state november 29th is probably the first game where you can take anything away uh when we start looking at the schedule but okay we can kind of see how this basketball team is then obviously december 10th against kansas big one that'll be a big matchup um as kansas plays duke i believe is it tonight when we're recording this podcast or tomorrow or i, I it's this also week. it's this week I, this is another bone I have to pick. They are so consistent when it comes to like conference schedules, right? Of like Tuesday, Saturday, non-conference schedules, not consistent at all. Whenever they play, they just play whenever they want in the middle of the week. That's wild to me. Um, like let's play at 5 PM on a Sunday. Like, right. Um, <laughs> like there's stuff like that. It's just like, I don't, I don't understand. I, I would support games. noon games. Yeah. You know, that'd be, I used to like the 24 hours of college basketball that ESPN did on the, the first day of the season. Like I would I wake up and yeah. I would wake up and at like 6 30 AM, it was like Lehigh and Harvard in front of like 12 <laughs> people. I always thought that was cool. Oh, I forgot they did that. It's yeah. unlocked a memory. Yeah. Um, they shouldn't have stopped. Well, they brought back the play in the game outside with Gonzaga and Michigan state. Right, um, and Michigan State was like shooting directly into <laughs> the sons of hell in the first half and could not see. I love that. Like I, I remember. Well, was it North Carolina, Michigan State, or something that that uh, that happened? Because the they did point? one on an aircraft carrier, and like the the they somehow hadn't anticipated that the floor would get wet. Right. Yeah. You know? It was like <laughs> so too guys split. were like, "Yo, I'm gonna die out here." Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. That's what I thought, and I don't know what they played on. I didn't admittedly haven't got i haven't gotten into basketball mode yet i haven't uh it's still right. football season uh, chiefs are still playing really well so that's hard for me to switch gears to watch basketball the only time i watch it's, basketball is when it's like 9 p.m and the warriors are playing and i have a parlay on steph curry hitting threes and then like, that's the only time that i watch it, basketball it's always like bragging rights for me it's like college basketball starts at bragging rights that's fair i i, I think I, i've always thought the season should be shorter like they shouldn't be playing should yet. Be. They should start on, like, just start New Year's Day. Yeah, October through March is a long time. The championships in April sometimes too, right? Or I mean, typically almost I always in April. first week in April. April. Yeah, I mean that's a long October to April is a long time. Yeah, I think this year it ran up against like opening day for baseball. So you're talking about it, starting that's what in. It, yeah, that's what it always was. Like opening day is Monday, and then that night would be the national title game. Yeah, wild. Because then the next mean... day is always like the worst day in sports because baseball never played and college basketball was over, and it was just like nothing happened and yeah, everyone was sad. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's still a lot to look forward to for this uh, Missouri basketball team. Um, I know that. Uh, people really do care about who is on the floor at this moment and who is not. Isaiah Mosley played last <laughs> night, so that's good news. He did, he did he, he's allowed to play, and good he's going you, to play Gabe. going forward. Yeah, Gabe, tell us what you know. <laughs> I know that he did not play on whatever the other night was, and he did play last night. It's all and that I matters. Expect that he will play going forward. And, but like that's a coach doesn't have to tell us everything. He's a coach. He doesn't have to tell us why if he doesn't want to tell that's us. True. And maybe he did. Who knows? Maybe he told us the truth. Maybe he didn't. I don't really care. As long as, 
as long as we don't see Isaiah's name pop up in the police blotter, which we haven't seen, then whatever. He doesn't have to tell us why he didn't play. I, I did kind of laugh, though, on Friday night. I, I, because I, I well, like we had to ask him. I said, you know, was Isaiah available? What's going on? And he said, yeah, he just, he just didn't play. Got a DNP, you know. Uh, Mabor Majak got a DNP. Jackson Francois got a DNP. And I kind of, I literally almost started laughing because, like, no disrespect to those guys, but like, <laughs> it's not quite the same thing. Right. I think I saw a quote that he was like, he was on the end of the bench cheering with all the rest of the guys or something yeah. like that. That's what he said. Um, like, good observation, coach. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, it is wild, though, how fans like it. They get so upset that they don't know all the information. It's wild. I mean. I like to not know. Like, obviously, you want him to play, but there's a reason he's not playing. It's, it's just kind of like it's game three. Chill out. Right. Well, and these are college kids. Like we don't. And and look, I'm being I'm being honest. I have no idea why I didn't play, and I'm, I haven't looked into it. But sometimes, even if you do know, like it's okay to not air a kid's dirty laundry. You know, if it yeah. turns into a, a a deal of public record. But like, if I, I don't know, I'm sure Dennis had a reason. I'm sure he didn't just wake up that day and go, "Yeah, I'm not going to play you today. I don't like you today." You're you're not going to play in the game tonight. Don't know if Isaiah is a part of our plans for this game tonight. Uh, yeah, I hope that he would not just wake up and say that. Load management. It's uh, he played like, last game. You know, yeah, it would be vibes to um, Xavier Pinson going back at it, going at it with Conzo uh, in the NCAA tournament. That game was one of the strangest uh, terms yeah. of you could say quote unquote load management in that game as well. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. so weird. Uh, to how that all ended. Is he still at LSU, by the way? No, he's at. He's um, at he is Mexico. actually at New Mexico State. Yeah, he's at. No New way. State. He's going to he be on the football team. Dejuan Gordon are at New Mexico State. Uh, whatever cool. day Missouri played their season opener, uh, X was cleared by the NCAA that he would be eligible to play this year for New Mexico State. Is it Mar- where's Mar- is it Mario McKinney at New Mexico? He used to be at New Mexico State and is now at UTEP. Oh yeah, UTEP. That's right. I mean, you can do like you can do, you know those maps or, or like the things they put up in the crime documentaries tracking everything. You can do that with former Missouri basketball players, <laughs> just where they all are. Holy Boogie God. Coleman is back at Ball State, um, which I like. No. Yeah. No, that's uh, in the, the transfer portal. I think it's for the better uh, uh, as a whole. It's probably a larger conversation than we have left in this podcast, but I think it's for the better as a whole. But it makes for some just some wild, just some wild tracks to how people get to yeah. where they are. Um, yeah, I, I mean, like the best one was Mark Smith. He played for Illinois, Missouri, and Kansas State. Right. You know, it's awesome. Shout out Mark Smith, man. Um, <laughs> hope he's doing well. He played great for K State for a while, didn't he? Yeah. He I did. No fans were pretty excited about him. Down the, listen, Mizzou got the worst end of that trade. I'll be honest. Um, when it, when you <laughs> yeah. talk about trading the two players, uh, Mizzou got the raw end of the deal. Uh, Mark Smith did play well down the stretch. Now, Kansas State wasn't all that great last year, but he did play well for him uh, in the final season of the, uh, the Bruce Weber experience. People love, and down at Kansas State, they're loving Drum Tang right now. Like, uh, Drum yeah. Tang, uh, people might love Drum Tang more than Missouri fans love Dennis Gates. Hadn't lost Don't a game, know. right? Nope, they're still undefeated. And that's Again, him and Dennis, most popular they're ever going to be in their lives. Enjoy it. Yes, very much so. Um, but we'll get some more basketball talk probably next week or a couple weeks after when you when we're looking at the schedule. There's probably going to be a few more weeks before we fully dive into the basketball talk and take it 
kind of seriously. Uh, but shout out to our friends at Charlie Hustle. I have been wearing the KC Sports Network hoodie since I got it. I have not taken it off because um, <laughs> it's it's comfortable. And I, I recommend if you're going to order a hoodie from Charlie Hustle just in general to get a size up, to size up on the hoodie because you can't beat a baggy hoodie. And uh, they fit kind of weird. Also, if you Thanksgiving did. coming up, like you need a little extra room in your clothes. You're gonna need it, and yeah. you're gonna you're gonna thank me later once you order a size up on the hoodies. Because um, shirts just are pretty true better. to size, though. Shirts, shirts are. are nice. <laughs> I saw Lawrence Bowers wearing the shirt, and I knew I had to buy it. So I shout out Lawrence Bowers. Only reason I bought the shirt. Shout out Lawrence <laughs> Bowers, indeed. Um, great guy. He was on the Border War podcast with uh, Jarrett uh, Sutton last year when they were talking. I think it was. I think it was just after Konzo was fired there. He was on the podcast. But the Border World Podcast will be back this week if you want a more in-depth basketball conversation. Uh, Jarrett uh, Sutton knows it basketball is, pretty well. It is hard to get more in-depth than what we've done for the last 12 minutes, guys. <laughs> I challenge anyone to go more in-depth than tracking down Mario McKinney. And it's <laughs> it's a great I feel like we need to have like a Charlie Hustle like, coupon code, and we just like – throw it into like random conversations so that you have to listen to the whole podcast. Ooh. But it would be like in this point where we're talking about nothing and we're like, by the way, here's the new code. It's like a password. Charlie Hustle, we'll talk to you about it. I yeah, like that. Like password. Like you have to, you have to yeah. tweet us or DM us the secret code to, yeah. so we know that you listened all the way to the end and listened to our <laughs> nonsense. It's good. But uh, Jared Sutton, Jeff Hawkins, Border War Podcast. Jeff obviously played for Kansas. Jared, you guys know, played for Mizzou. Um, they talk about Missouri. Uh, basketball both guys very good basketball minds obviously Jared's a scout in the NBA so he's uh in his spare time talking some Mizzou hoops on this here same audio channel same YouTube channel so make sure you check that out uh good stuff there if you really like uh, the hoops talk um Jared shout out to Jared on the call of the game what was that that was the Missouri's season opener uh he did a really good job on ESPN or SEC Network Plus, whatever they're calling it. But he did a good job on that. Uh, make sure to listen to that podcast here on the channel. We will be back next week with another podcast, uh, hopefully recapping a Missouri win, and I'm going to be talking about what all bowl games that we could be going to and watching this Missouri it, Tigers team. It's in. not going to change between this week and next week. It's going to be exactly the same next Monday as it is this Monday. You'll be surprised. Uh, everyone will be surprised with the bull predictions that I can come up with. Uh, but <laughs> nevertheless, thank you guys for listening all the way to the end of the podcast. We appreciate you. Make sure to hit the like and subscribe. Follow us on uh, whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And tell a friend. Tell a friend about the Mizzou That's Who podcast. We do appreciate you guys listening. So until next week, we will talk to you later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.